Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Uh, It is good to be back. Sometimes one week is too long in between shows, man. It's all a blur to me. <laughs> well, you're here a lot more than I am. Well, it's funny that it's every Sunday, so now I'm like, it's already been a Sunday. Like, right. I remember last Sunday with Steve Larkin right. in the studio, and I'm like, that's nuts. That's went by that fast. It is weird like so, that, isn't it? You're welcome to Audience of One with Dick. That's me. And there's Andrew right sitting across from me. We're here every Wednesday. On Lone Star Community Radio podcast, YouTube, Facebook at 10 a.m. The new episode drops. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Steve Larkin, one of the wildest people I've met recently. Always has a story. Always yeah. goes places. If you I guys was, didn't catch it. Go uh, listen to last week's show. I, I was literally waiting for him to say he climbed Mount Everest <laughs> and not be shocked. I'm like, oh, this guy. Right after his his big heart surgery, right? Yeah. I mean, I, people. I mean, it is an amazing story how you can go from from a teacher in Texas to um, Hollywood and then actor. a principal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then so. and then a Hollywood actor and then it's pretty amazing. motorcycle <laughs> right. prospect. Potential. We don't really know. He didn't want to tell the true story. I bet there's a true yeah, story to that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's hidden where, in there. That's probably where Pat came from. His son. <laughs> that's how we, you know, Steve. Shout out to Pat. Oh, he, uh, man. He's still living up to be as cool as his dad. <laughs> Are, do, you, do you think all sons do that? If they have, like, somewhat of a healthy relationship with their father? Like, try and live up to, like, like, to their to dad's be, standards or something Or no, like, like be cooler than your dad. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends on whether or not you have a really cool dad. Yeah. First of all, if your dad's just normal dad, I don't think that that's probably the case. But if you got a cool dad, I think you might be challenged to say, "Man, I want to be like my my." But pops. see, but like you're you and I are not halfway there. I would say in life, but it's like we're old enough to be like, "Oh, my dad had me when I'm this age," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it kind of blows your mind, like mm-hmm. what you're going through. I wonder what he was going through, mm-hmm. what he's dealing with, and then it's like. Now he's just an old dude, and that's how you know him. Like, oh, my old man. Like, I'm constantly just helping him fix stuff. That's all I'm like. That's our relationship right now. It's like, oh, we're not going to spend time together. I just need you to fix the lawnmower. Yeah, you get to a certain point, or your parents get to a certain point, or a certain age, where then you just basically become free help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, that that happens. Especially, I don't live anywhere near my parents. So um, if I did, I, I'm sure I'd be asked to do a lot more. Are they live which I would not in the state? Don't mind doing. They live in the state. Yeah. In the state? So there's some, I mean, when people say I live in Texas, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's still, still a four-hour, like, yeah, five-hour drive. drive. Yeah, Fourteen-hour so. drive, guys. Right. I would never want to be married to somebody who has family in, like, El Paso. That would be terrible. Yeah, that's not, that shouldn't even be considered in the same state. Yeah. You know? It's in a different time zone, for crying out loud. I'd almost want to go to Mexico first, then yeah. to go to El Paso. It's like, oh, we're going to go see family. Let's go through Mexico, then. Like, <laughs> we're already going. Let's have fun. And uh, bring some guns. <laughs> yeah, you need them in Mexico. But yeah, um, wait, everything else going on okay with you? Yeah, well, I traveled uh, last week, and I'm going to travel again for work. Man, this is crazy. I, it kind of comes in spurts, but I think uh, anytime you travel, like you do get it's, to see some things and pick up some up some things. I'm like, oh, I want to bring this to air. So yeah. I definitely, there's just some odd things in the world. So is your company that you work for against climate change? 
So that's why they're like, like we're going to have Andrew travel because we hate climate change. I don't think it has anything to do with Nothing. climate change. No. There, no. Com- I'm a traveling, I'm a traveling shoe salesman. Your company's not political? No, no. I, it's, I'm a traveling shoe salesman, so. I would hate to, like, be high up in a business and all of a sudden these people start talking about climate change in our business and, like, you know, social justice stuff. I'd be like, guys, we make shoes. <laughs> we make shoes. Yeah, has nothing to do with climate change. No, like, yeah, what, what are you doing? What are we? Why what, are you interjecting us in this? Um, and one of the things I noticed, it was interesting. So I traveled uh, to Michigan, but I had a, a layover in Chicago. It's cold there, right? Right now. Oh yes, it's cold and dreary. That's terrible. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, one of the things I noticed in the in the O'Hare Airport, and maybe you've seen this. That's before. a famous airport. It's right? big. It's massive. Yeah, yeah it's it's what's well, the biggest one there in Chicago? Um, lactation pods. Have you seen this? You mean like you go in and you cover yourself so you can breastfeed? Yeah, it's for mothers that have, you know, just recently had a child. And I, I think the idea is really good because you, if you're traveling long distances and long periods of times and you have to do that, it's nice to have a clean place to do it. But I think the execution was terrible. That's weird, actually. Because I'm going I'm to go counter that. They looked, well, they looked like um, flight simulators. They're like these big white domes just sitting in the middle of the airport, and well, it says lactation pod. Well, what, I, what I like about that is you know everyone that's going in there is breastfeeding, right? But then, uh, you see, then you see, in a, theory. Yeah, but then you see a guy, you're like, huh. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? Yeah, it's it's weird because. What did women do before? Well, Right. I, that's why restroom, I, I guess? I, I guess so. So that's what I said. It's a good idea to have, but I think it was just a terrible way of going that's how about doing it. We are of women's <laughs> like suffering. It's right. like, yeah. Banish you, you to the lactation where, yeah, pod. Where did you breastfeed your kids? Oh, I don't even see women. I don't even know they're doing that. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. I mean, I don't know. How do they enforce that? Is it just women going uh, in there or are, there, are the people going in there to do it? And, you know, I, it's. That's strange, fun. yeah. You should have gone in it. Or like some old, no, man, that's weird. Like it looked strange Just to me. Just a look. You're not like. Or there'd be some guy out. sleeping in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was very strange, but I'd never seen one of those before. I don't know. I, like I said, it's 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 natural, right? Every, every woman who well, mother does what it. What did they so do before? If you're a woman that's I, breastfed, let us know. What did you do when you're in the airport for long long periods of time? I think it's for people who are traveling long distances too. You know, because you can. Before you leave the house know. on a short trip, you can take care of that. But if you're traveling for long distances, you don't like have to pay right for it, do you? I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't, like I said, I just I didn't go inside. But that. Oh, and then the other thing I noticed was moving sidewalks. Right. I know you're familiar with this. What's What's the rule on a moving sidewalk? Do you stand or do you walk? Uh, you can do whatever you want. You can lay down. I guess you could. I don't have a problem with people necessarily that don't walk, provided that they stand off to one side and let the people who are walking scoot on by. Yeah. I mean, some people also are tired, probably, and they're like, "Well, that's just, again." But isn't that the whole point of? Well, I guess it goes into what is the point of having a moving sidewalk? Is it so like that if you, you are tired, to. you don't have to walk, or is it to get you where you're going quicker? You just need to get one of those suitcases that you can ride. <laughs> Does it have like a little electric motor on you it ever, or something? Have you ever seen those? <laughs> no. Here, let me see if I can find it real quick. No, I but got... see, what happened to me was I, I got onto one of the sidewalks and I'm walking a normal pace and I realized the person in front of me is not walking, but they have a bag on the side of them. So they're basically running too wide and blocking the thing. And of course, I have to stop. And then the people behind me stop and they're looking at me like, hey, man, excuse me. And I'm like, it ain't me. It's the person in front of me. I don't understand. All right. But if you, I'm showing the audience this. If you look. You, oh yeah. Can, so this guy has a bike, but this guy is on his suitcase. <laughs> so can you imagine going in the airport with this baby 
and you got the horn going. You're like, get out of my way. That is I'm incredible. riding. Yeah, I'm, man. That looks pretty dope. And he can just package it up and put it on and stow it away or what? Yeah. I mean, well, it's your suitcase. So it's like you already have all your stuff on there. Wow. Wasn't that hilarious? Can you yeah. imagine just going to the airport? Everyone has got one of those. <laughs> the mass chaos. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I don't know. Another thing I, I noticed, too, was, um, and maybe this is popular like in the Northeast or something, but I had never experienced it. But um, I walked into my room uh, when I checked in. It was like three or four in the afternoon, and there was daylight, so I didn't really notice this. Got changed, went out and grabbed a bite to eat. When I got back, it was dark, and I walked in the room, and I noticed that the lights in the bathroom around the corner turned on. I was like, oh, they must be on a, on a motion sensor. But it was still fairly dark in the beginning part of the of the room, it had like a little kitchen area with a with a sink and a yeah. refrigerator. So I go to turn on the lights and the light switch don't work. Oh man. Flip, 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 nothing. So I walk over to another set, flip, flip, nothing. Like, man, it's really dark in here. Like maybe it blew a fuse. I don't know. Um, so I get my flashlight out on my phone. I'm looking around. I see a little box over by the door, and it says insert room key for power. That's awesome. And I went, okay. So I pulled out my room key and I slid it in, slid it out, just like you would if you're going to the door, hit the light, and the power turned on. I thought, oh, okay, interesting. That's ingenious. I'm over there. I'm putting my clothes away in the closet. Ten minutes later, the lights go out again. See? So I walk over. I slide my card again. Lights come back on. And I'm like, what is going on here? So the next morning, I go downstairs and I ask the lady behind the front. I said, what is up with the room key for power? She said, it's for energy savings. I'm like, I don't understand. Do they support climate <laughs> Yes, they do. Change. They do, yes. Well, the concept here is you're supposed to leave your key in it. Oh. And if you leave it in it, the power will just stay on. But if you pull it out and take, and take it or put it in and pull it out, it only stays on for like 10 minutes. But the idea or the concept here is you're not going to leave the room without your room key. So if you leave it in, you've got power the whole time, but when you're walking out, you got to pull your room key out and the light. you don't leave the lights on when you're there not there. There goes charging everything. Well, I think there's the outlets probably work, although I, I didn't try it. It's just the lights. But I'd never seen that. I think it's ingenious. I it's, like that. Yeah, but they give you two room keys, so I just left one in there the whole time. <laughs> and so I didn't have to worry fooled about it. Fooled you guys. Yeah, fooled you. So, I don't know, man. I love it. Yeah. It's just, I like it, though, because it, especially when it's brand new, and you're I could just imagine you putting the key, taking it out. You're like, what is happening at this hotel? And yeah, I was thoroughly surprised by it. I don't know. Well, it's traveling with Andrew. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We need to have a little sounder, a little music bed. Yeah. And now travels with Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. You did. You do pick the great uh, hotels. It sounds like this one had a shower, by the way, that was a proper shower with glass, like stand-up shower. A stand-up shower did not have no, a curtain. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't like a tub or whatever. No tub. Yeah. No tub. It was an actual shower with glass enclosure. But anyways, all right, man. Let's kick this show off the right way. Well, we, 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 okay. <laughs> We've been on for like ten minutes, but oh, you! I didn't even realize. I didn't. I didn't see the on-air light. Yeah, there's not one. You gotta be prepared. You're oh. always on. I thought we were just shooting so, the stuff, man. You ready? You ready to? Okay, uh, ready and three, two, and we're on. <laughs> what do you think about painted abs? <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna ask you, man. Do you have any tattoos? No, I do not. You know, I think you should get one though. I think you should get like uh, an audience of one tramp stamp. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right across small of your back. I'll do it right below my belly button. The audience so when I'm like, <laughs> I have my pants on, like, what is that? It's great. I think you should. And that way, you know, this the summer when you go out, you're all you be advertising for the show. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, sponsor today on the on the back. Yeah. Audience one in the front. 
Now, but anyways, I saw this story, <laughs> and you kind of alluded to it, uh, of someone who absolutely is getting ready for summer. But uh, this guy decided to tattoo abs on his stomach. Uh, and I think you probably need to show this to, to the audience. Um, it's pretty interesting yeah, because it it's basically from his chest all the way down past his waist. And if I'm... If, oh, my gosh. It's actually fairly good. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, this has been done before, and it's gone horribly wrong, as you can imagine. But um, I mean, it looks more like art. Yeah, I mean, it's got the shading I, and everything. But I, I, if you think about it, getting a tattoo on your stomach is is pretty. Uh, that's a a variable area on your body. Right? I mean, it, I like it, it expands and contracts. Well, saying, I, don't think, I don't think this guy got it to make it look like he actually has a six pack. I think it. I think he I think did. It more looks you like. Think a, it's tongue in cheek? Is it like a joke? I think it looks like art. Yeah. He's just like, oh, this looks cool. But from a distance, you would think that he actually his, does have. Well, abs. the skin tone is different. So it is it would, slightly it, different. It, than it his... wouldn't look real at all if he had his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> looks more like a plate, like he's wearing a vest or something. It says that the work was done by by Manchester-based tattoo artist Dean Gunther, who said he relished the challenge of tattooing a realistic six-pack onto someone after seeing other attempts at the same thing, which were disappointing. So, let me tell you something. <laughs> I want everyone to look at this picture. I'm going to pull up real big for you guys on our YouTube and Facebook. They tattooed a treasure trail. I Yes, that was going to be one of the things. Yes, they so, did. They even got the little hair on there and everything. That is intense. It is. Because you don't want to forget that. Yeah, Dean said, this is the guy who got the uh, the tattoo, he said, uh, I've always wanted funny. to have a six-pack, but I haven't been too keen on uh, going to the gym or dieting. But yeah, the stomach, though, honestly, it's even after you eat a big meal, it expands and contracts, which I think can affect the way this would look. So if, yeah. he, if he loses... It doesn't look real. No. Wait, it I mean, doesn't. Look at, look at the tone of it. So if he has his shirt off, his arms are so white. Right. And yeah. then you got this red muscle, and you're like, yeah. I, I don't think he's trying to make pass off that he has a six-pack. I don't know. It, it looks like a real attempt Because if you're going to be crazy, you're going to get, like, calf implants and ab implants. Yeah, yeah the think, actual implants I think you can actually get implants. That, that kind of weirds me out a little bit, especially, like, having calf implants because, you know, like— I've seen that. My That's calves weird. are tired, but they can't be because they're fake. <laughs> yeah. and it'd be it's kind of like I, I i know why women get their their breasts done but then it's like imagine doing like 10 things on your body like biceps like all that stuff that would be so weird it'd be you ever seen the people doing oil inject oil into their muscles and stuff i have yeah i've actually seen like where it goes wrong well, and yeah. they look distorted and then they right and the then they, and then they die like yeah. it gets into their their system yeah and then they end up dying but you know when you want to look good for the beach that this is the way to do it right here this is this is an easy workaround i stopped by mcdonald's and got my that oil <laughs> i'm gonna be putting it in me but think about it, if this guy like loses a lot of weight he decides to actually get serious about it, it's gonna look like stacked folded baloney it's not gonna look right because he's kind of got a I little get, get, a little belly on there and if he gains a lot of weight then it's just gonna look he's not trying to pass off that he has a six-pack he's not well i mean he drew on a treasure trail <laughs> come on well, if you scroll down in that story, there's actually another story of a man who uh, got shoes tattooed on his feet of his favorite Air Jordans. <laughs> I, I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't know that I would have gone with those. Look like the original flights. I probably would have gone with the MJ 88s, like the threes or whatever. But um, yeah, mean, that's insane. Just go that looks it, terrible. Yeah. See, I if I had to pick between the abs or the shoes, I think I'm going with the abs. Those shoes look stupid. 
at least the abs, it, it kind of looked okay. That just looks dumb. You, I think it's because his toes can, are hanging out. Can you end. imagine going on like a date with this guy and it's, you're finally getting risky, you know, taking our clothes off and you're like, what is on your feet? Oh, I know. I think that's a big red flag. If I'm, if I'm a female dating a guy like this, oh, I think, dig this. Come on. They might dig tattoos, but they what, ain't digging this. What I love about I'm going to pull up one more time for the audience is one thing I love about this is they look too small, like they don't fit them. Right, that's what I'm saying. His toes are hanging out yeah. at the end. It, it, it almost looks like the fingerless gloves that you see on homeless people. Hey, that's for bum fights. <laughs> right. I can, I can go down any time. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, you know about bum fights. Oh, of course I do. I may or may so. not have watched a few in my day. Speaking of bums, have you heard of this thing called uh, squatter's rights? I know a little bit about it. I know... There's loopholes legally that people take advantage of. I don't know if you can do it in Texas, especially Houston. I don't think you can squat in Houston. But I've heard stories where, like, I could go in this house and just sit yeah. there, and basically somehow the law lets me live there for yeah, free. Yeah, so uh, essentially it's it's the notion that if you— um, But it has to be, like, a specific place. It can't just be in Houston. You have to be, like, in— well, I think, well, no, I, I think the rules are different in different areas, no doubt. But basically, it's, it's the notion that if you've occupied a, a, a property for long enough or with enough consistency that you can just say legally, yeah, this, I own this house now or I own this piece of property. It's, it's kind of a ridiculous, ridiculous premise, if you ask me. And, and so the reason I bring it up is I saw this story this week of this guy who owned um, a piece of property in a really nice, like, Delaware beachside community. Okay. And <laughs> it was great. apparently he, uh, his father owned this piece of property for a long period of time. He passed away, and this guy got the, the piece of land. Uh, and he's had it in his possession for, like, 30 years, but he never did anything with it. Well, in, like, 2021, he decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell this. And when he went to go sell it, apparently there was his next-door neighbor had been using it. She had she'd been using it for like a sheep pen. And, All right. And and she just All was right. like, hold on. No, I've always used this. I grew up in this house. This has just always been part of my backyard. So he sues her, she countersues and wins. So this is she in gets Delaware. to keep this guy's property. That's crazy. And so it says the property's worth about $125,000. See, I don't see that that kind of stuff weirds me out because it's gotten to that point where we let this happen. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I I looked up squatters rights in Houston and they say in Texas you have certain basic rights as a squatter, but as long as the squatter isn't served an eviction notice, they are legally allowed to live on the property. And over time, could gain legal ownership. See? And that's here, but, locally, man. But if you get an eviction notice, there's nothing you can do about that. I but, guess. It's, but I feel, like in Delaware, I feel like in Delaware, he probably spent a lot of money trying to get her evicted or get her off the property. And somehow, I, see, that's what that would weird me out. To, imagine going to court, and this you're this man who's inherited the land. You know, that's where he grew up or whatever. And all of a sudden, this judge is telling you, oh, you're going to lose your property. You're not going to get any money. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of a crazy and scenario, right? the person taking it is your neighbor. It seems like it. Yeah. Like I'd, if, that was, if I was being told that, I'd be like, we're taking crazy pills today. 
and I forgot to take my dosage because I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> it says she refused to leave the land, and weeks later, uh, Banks lodged a complaint to force her to scram, but she said, no, I'm going to counterclaim, uh, and it's called adverse possession. That's the actual legal term to it. And I, um, she I was know, able to keep the land. Yeah, I know that. He ex- lost it. Yeah, I know that exists for certain purposes, like uh, like when people were homesteading, yeah. and you're taking care of the land, and it's like you weren't here taking care of it. We've been taking care of it, so that's why we get like we have a right to own it because we've been taking care of it. You haven't, but today's world that doesn't fly. I would. I mean, I'm surprised. I wonder how many cases are like this every year because I imagine it's a lot. I've heard about it for a while. I think the first time I heard about it was uh, around 2008 or something like that when the when the initial housing crisis happened. You had a lot of a lot of people uh, losing their houses and leaving them vacant. People were just going there and living in them, and then eventually they just they obtained legal ownership. <clears throat> excuse me of the property, which again I just can't believe. That's that's a thing. Now, in this case, the people didn't want the property anymore. But if you own that land free and clear, and it's yours, it's been in your family, like in this guy's case for thirty years. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then I, you come back, like, wait, hold on, you can't just ju- take it, it. And a judge is telling you and, that's yeah. what weirds me out. Like, I can see like, oh, the unruly neighbors mean, but it's like, wait a second, the authorities are telling me it's not my place anymore. And I wonder how that would work on your taxes, because when you, I mean, I imagine that everything that's on the back taxes of that land. Because yeah. clearly that lady hasn't been paying no. it. No. And, and if anything, she should have said, thank you for letting me use this for 30 years for free. I appreciate the, it. That's the only way you but can instead, no, get they back get real, at her. They get real you know, mad and say, no, this is mine. I can't believe it. Because it'd be one thing to lose it like he did. But then it'd be another thing, oh, yeah, by the way, you lost this. And you have to pay the back taxes on the on the stuff. Like all that money, like you have to pay that, not the lady. You know, you know what he probably did, the guy who lost his land? He probably hired this robot lawyer. Have you heard of this robot lawyer? You're talking about like Jet, 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 GBT. Well, no. Apparently, there's a it's it, there's a, 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 a an artificial intelligence robot lawyer out there. And when I hear this, I think of like the Jetsons made, or maybe something with like the uh, the, the the air conditioner arms. Yeah. But I think it's exactly that. I think it's just a, a an online chat that's it's giving legal advice. Well, apparently, this this robot was set to make history for uh, advising the first defendant in court. Um, has now been accused uh, of operating without a law degree. So the computer has actually been sued. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. It's called uh, Do Not Pay. It says the AI-powered app Do Not Pay faces allegations that it is masquerading as a licensed practitioner in a class action lawsuit uh, filed by law firm uh, Edelson. I mean, I... <laughs> That's hilarious, though. I, I, I know, I, I just... I, it's, well, it's, it's kind of funny because... You know this is silly, and if you're a lawyer and you're like, who are you going up against? I'm going up against this robot. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, I kind of don't like that idea because that didn't seem like it would really work, but they're really doing this, so how do we prevent this from actually being a thing? Now, I think it would have been cooler, though, if, if like the Jetsons robot does go out there and, and, and sees you in court or, or represents you in court. I would love that. But anyways, well, no, no. You know what's going to happen is the court-appointed attorney world is going to be all robots. So you're going to be sitting there, you got busted for your drug possession, and you're like, down on your luck, and then it's like, the guy, the door opens, oh, my lawyer's here, finally. Hello, sir. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like, can you please sign this? And you're like, Who, what is this? Okay, I'll sign it, yeah. And it's like, I'm your lawyer now. And you're like, what? What just happened? What just happened? Yeah. That's the future, man. That's AI future Can you imagine right getting your one phone call? i got to call my lawyer, and it's like the dial-up connection you hear, and you're like, come on. Come on, chat, you answer. I know you're there, you're a computer. Yeah. And it's 
It's on the beach right now. Yeah. Sorry, taking a taking a break. He's squatting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the lawyer's squatting. I mean, well, that's I mean, that's so funny. To me. Maybe it's the, the the computer's sitting on a, on a free server somewhere, squatting on someone else's server. Yeah, I can believe that. I believe that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty funny that uh, all these crazy things are happening today still, and we're living in this world. Yeah, we're just a part of it. Yeah, we're just a part of it. Speaking of this world, I, I saw this list of things that I um, that we probably thought were illegal. Like but the, aren't staying on the same... It's like the names? Kind yeah, of kind of like the names, yeah. No, this is a little bit different, but staying on the same things of uh, this idea of legalese here. I've got a list of, of items that we may have thought were um, illegal, but, but they really aren't. And I thought someone like yourself who kind of pushes the envelope might find this useful. Okay, so we're going to go through a few of these. Okay. Uh, the, the first one I saw is, is driving naked. Okay. Uh, apparently, if you want to drive naked, you can't. It's not against the law, but where it does get a little bit hairy is uh, is when you get out of your car. That's when it could be potentially considered lewd behavior. Yeah. But if you want to get in your car and drive around uh, 45 here in, in Conroe, go right ahead, buddy. It's not I illegal. Like it. Yeah. Start a new club. Meet yes. On, meet on the weekends. Drive around naked. <laughs> the Naked Car Club? You know what? It probably exists. You give them creepy winks to everybody. Yeah, I'm sure it already exists. Uh, sleeping in your car? Apparently, um, it's in at least 14 states. It's actually perfectly legal to sleep in your car um, at a rest stop. But you would think that it would be legal to sleep in your car at all rest stops. But apparently, it's not. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange. Um, this one's really odd. Driving while drowsy. Like, how do you enforce that? Right? It's, it's not illegal to drive a car while drowsy, except in New Jersey and Arkansas. Can you imagine the officer trying to <laughs> pin you? Like, you're drowsy, aren't you? How drowsy are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, this is an interesting one. Recording a conversation. Yeah, isn't it? I think in Texas you have to tell the other person. Yeah, it says in one party consent state, such as New York... You can legally record a conversation with yeah. someone who you had no idea was being recorded. Uh, but a lot of them actually require you. It's a California, Delaware, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Montana, New Hampshire, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there's, there's some interesting ones here. Um, Connecticut and Nevada are considered mixed consent, where, um, the, const where the constant laws vary by situation. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it depends on what the scenario is. So like if you're maybe trying to investigate them for like a murder or you're trying to set them well, up I think it's more get them to admit something, it's, uh, it's okay in that case. Well, they might be talking about location too. Because like if you're in public, you're kind of assuming that people are listening in. You have to like take that chance because you're in public. Yeah. But if like you're recording me at the house, that's I'm not expecting you to record me. Because we're in our yeah. private, like in a private zone. Mixed consent. So I, I can see that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, the word I was looking for there a second ago was consent. I said constant. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, well. Brain fart, Sunday. This one I know you're going to be very, very interested in. This is marrying your step-sibling. Uh, it, it may seem taboo, but it ain't against the law. Who's done that? There's uh, got to be. It didn't like Yoko or uh, who did it? Uh, well, there's been a few famous folks um, that have done it. I'm trying Woody to think. Allen Woody did Allen, something like that. Yeah, it was his, that was not his step-sibling. That was his daughter, stepdaughter step or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Not blood-related. Adopted no. daughter. Yeah, adopted daughter, I think it was. Can you imagine that conversation with your wife? I'm, <sighs> I'm going to leave you. I knew this day would come. Who is she? It's our daughter. <laughs> Doo -doo -doo. Yeah. I mean, that's Days of Our Lives type, that type really stuff is, right yeah. there. You're like, oh my gosh. 
Not fun. Uh, I like this one. Going topless. In most okay. U.S. states, it is, a, it is legal for a woman to go topless, just like a man. Yeah, isn't there a big thing that passed in New York recently about that? I think I think it was New York where it's like you go to uh, what's that big park there, Central Park? Yeah, and they were having some problems because people were going topless. So like, I no, guess it's not against no the one law. knew the law. Yeah, apparently it's not against the law. Uh, so, so it says notable exceptions are Indiana, Tennessee, and Utah. But the catch here is you can have local ordinances that make it illegal. So the state may not enforce it, but the city does. So that's yeah. probably where. Most of the people get in trouble. All right. I mean, just join a commune. <laughs> right. if you're gonna, sounds yeah. like it's all about being naked on this website. You're, what are you searching up, man? <laughs> this is what you're I have to do during the week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, actually, what Andrew's probably doing, he goes, I wonder where I could be naked and where I can't be naked. Car check. That's yeah. good. Outside of my car, not good. All right. Oh, I'm breaking the law. <laughs> all right, man. I think it's a pretty good time to take a oh, break, man. I think. Yeah. I mean, we got to take a break. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back, guys. Audience of One with Andrew and Dick. You are listening to Audience of One with Andrew and Dick right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Also available worldwide on YouTube, Facebook, and Apple Podcasts. Audience of One with Andrew and Dick. We are back right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. See you rocking out over there. I see it. I see it. Looking good. Bobbing your head. Have you ever ever heard of uh, 3D printing? Or seen a 3D printer? Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, duh. You're like, I got two of them. What are you talking about? Yeah, I have a three. We got my mom 3D prints. I bet she does. That's cool. What does she, what does she 3D print? Like sweaters? No. Uh, Handkerchiefs? She, she makes like greeting cards. Oh, okay. So she does 3D that's not, printing. That's, like, that's called regular printing. No, no, no. She has a 3D printer to make little objects for the card. Ah, okay. So she can 3D print it. Yeah, I saw one probably... Five, six, seven years ago, at, at some sort of conference, and um, at that point, it was kind of maybe I don't know if that was really three D printing's infancy, but it was basically just printing landscapes, like little mountain scenes, like like little stuff maybe that you would uh, turn in, in in like a fifth grade art project or yeah. something. But it was really it was really sharp looking. Um, obviously, they've gotten a lot more advanced now. But you said you're you're familiar with them? Yeah. Okay. They're cool. You can do some really weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've, well, I've, I've heard stories of like people 3D printing guns and things like yeah, this, which easily. is, which is, yeah, it's kind of crazy. 3D printed food. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Like They're, edible? Edible. Yeah, absolutely. They're 3D printing food. I guess it's just whatever the particles are that are in the, the printer or just, it's just edible. I mean, that makes sense. They're stacking it all together. I guess it makes sense. I'm like, why don't we just have regular food? It seems like it's more trouble to have a 3D printed food than just to I'm just, I'm, I'm have still a waiting hamburger for from Mickey D's. food to be pills so I don't have to well, eat. And I'm I just think like, they kind of already got that, don't they? Well, I, I, they still, every doctor is like, yeah, you still need to eat protein. Like you still need to eat. Uh, those are some, just supplements at this yeah. point. Okay. But you know what I'm talking about? You ever seen that? Like, yeah, I, I have, but I thought there were pills that were strong enough to where you, you basically didn't even have to eat anymore. They're like for like the survivalists and people keeping the stuff in their basement. Why do I even have teeth? <laughs> yeah, you need to just gum everything. I got pills. 
Now, anyways, well, I saw the story about 3D printing the other day, and it was pretty shocking. I had not heard of this, but apparently there is a 3D printed neighborhood uh, of houses. And this is actually in Texas. This is in Austin. Uh, it says a 3D printed neighborhood is taking shape where 100 homes are being simultaneously made to start the next year, and they're going to be around 30% less than comparably sized homes. Uh, and it, apparently it's being done by Lenore. Oh, I like that. Sturdy, affordable solar homes for $400,000. That's that's affordable in the Austin market today, apparently. Uh, but the first thing I thought of when I heard this was, wait a minute, I'm, I don't want a 3D, a 3D printed home. That, that, the, immediately the questions of of durability and how sturdy and how well made this these things could potentially be came to mind, but apparently... They're made out of concrete. Yeah, I've seen this. And so, okay, I hadn't, and, and it just basically goes I in have and, one. and layers. I live in one. Do you now? No, I don't. That's just your bunker? Yeah. When Okay. <laughs> so, and it just layers concrete. And so when I got to thinking about it, I'm like, well, that's that might actually be more sturdy than a regular yeah. brick house with, you know, two by four studs in it. Although you couldn't hang any pictures inside, I guess. Well, no, you'd have you, to do like the 3M, you know, command no, hooks they, on they everything. Put, <laughs> No, it's just from what I understand. It's just that's the the core of the house, and you can put up walls. Oh, you got sheetrock on the inside. Yeah, you can put sheetrock. Okay. Up. Well, I'd never heard of it before, and I thought it's that cool. was cool. Ever seen it like operate? It's just kind of creepy. It looks it's like look like a big crane. Yeah, basically. and it's like pooping out concrete. It's like, and they can produce, they can mass produce these things, which is kind of scary. As if we don't already mass produce enough crappy buildings as they are. Can you imagine now we're going to be building things with printers and just pumping them out? And just terrible looking, terrible design. Maybe well, no, no, you can put stuff in front of it. Yeah, but it's still going to be kind of all the same, I bet. Well, I mean, I bet the layout. At its core. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's, to me it works. And if it if it's cheaper for people to be able to afford a house, I can't imagine trying to buy a house today. Yeah, it's, just, it's, and so it's Yeah, no doubt. And I'm curious to see what the restrictions are environmentally. It's just like, what does this do to the environment if we the house is here for over 100 years? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And I don't see it being a bad thing. Well, if it's out of concrete, mostly, yeah, it's probably going to outlast some of the homes that we yeah. have here now, I guess. Well, think about how much fun that is, though. It's like, say you buy the house, and someone's already lived in it, but like, oh, it's concrete. So that means I can just tear down, like, the fake walls and put my own fake walls up. To make it look more like a home instead of just like a prison. Okay. So you're not. You're, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, you kind of take the guts out. Yeah. Is what you're and saying. Yeah, but you still can leave the good stuff there, and it's probably cheaper to do that than to buy it, build a new ho- house, or buy a new house. Yeah. And then remodel it. I wonder what. I don't really know because I don't really buy houses, and I don't know. It's still, four hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. I feel like for a concrete house. Well, yeah, and it, the, the thing is, it says that these these machines are, are fully automated. And each uh, building needs the attention of just three workmen, so the printing can go on 24 hours a day, and that obviously is lowering the cost. Although these are still expensive, that lowers, lowers the overall. Oh, they'll get cost. you somewhere. They'll get you somewhere. Yeah. They'll be like, "Oh, you want to upgrade the concrete? It's going to cost you another hundred thousand. Yeah. This is this is hurricane concrete. <laughs> right. So if it hits, if a hurricane comes, it won't lift your house up. Yeah. And then uh, when it does, everyone's like, "There's a giant ball of death." falling on my house because it's another house that's made of concrete <laughs> oh man it says that they can uh they can print it about a third of the time what a normal uh house needs to be built i mean i believe it man i've seen it i've seen it happen i know like it was going up there with container homes and they're trying i remember in houston they were talking about like how are we 
make this gentrified area like affordable gentrification instead of yeah. just gentrification where like oh it's going to cost you a million dollars to have a home here now. Uh, but I think it's cool. I think they're. I think it's a good solution for trying to build something real fast, get it up. Yeah, I mean, my first thought was, man, I, I'm not going to buy one of these houses. But the more I read it, it actually yeah. seems like it might be like, an affordable. I could live in a and, container. In a dec- I could do well, that. we already established you could live here in the studio. Yeah, yeah, taking a sink bath and yeah, yeah, everything else. It's, so it's that doable. doesn't surprise me. I got I got a lactation. Your lactation pod? Lactation pod. In the, in, the, in the back? Nice. That's right. And a moving sidewalk to get you back over there to yeah. the lactation pod. Now, but the more I read about these, the more I thought, that's this actually isn't that bad of an idea in terms of affordability and, well, and the structure. Well, this is what Elon's going to build so. when he has his town business thing. Did you hear about that? <laughs> town business thing. Yeah, he, wanted, he wants to put all his workers in a town. So he wants to build a town. <laughs> no, how did I miss this? Yeah, and that's probably what he's going to do. We're going to 3D print your houses. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Wow, where, where does he want to do this here in Texas? Because I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I think it's something either in California or something like that. Because he's moving some Texas stuff back. Sounds awfully plantation like. I like it. It seems think weird. About that. Think about waking up every morning, <clears throat> Elon. Good morning. <laughs> this is this total is oppos- Elon. Yeah, you hear that as your your alarm clock going yeah. off. This is like the total opposite of the work from home movement. This is not only work from home. This is work in my home. In my town. Yeah, but see, I can see in a utopia world that working, where it's like, hey, you want a job? He will also give you a place to stay. And you're like, oh, rock and roll, let's go. Sounds like that that movie with... But there's transition. It's like you're not going to live there for your whole life. It's just a job, I guess. You live yeah. there for a little bit and still... I, I think I'm out on that. Would you do that? Would you go to work at I mean, a, if it's the Great Elon's Depression right now, and well, I'm like, I need yeah, a job? Yeah. No, just like in normal, like right now. Would you Would you go work for Elon in some Depends Elon house, town, dude. Elon if village? If it's like a treehouse, it would be awesome. Yeah. Like, we got a swing. <laughs> My wife would be so unimpressed with me. She's like, so? Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, like, we have a tire. We could swing in a tire. We live above <clears> it. <throat> we live in a tree. You know, oh, did I wonder if these houses, I was talking about how sturdy they are. I wonder if they could survive a, a, a meteorite. Did you hear about this meteor that came down and, and, and hit McAllen uh, a couple of weeks ago? You mean the town? The town of McAllen. In Texas? Yes. Yeah, it was what big. Did it, what did it hit? Um, well, it broke up once it hit the atmosphere, but they're predicting. Oh, so you're just, predicting, are you lying to me? No, you no, no, just no, said no. It hit the town. Well, and it now did. It, Pieces of it did. It's, look right here. A mysterious object. Of course, I get an ad pop up as I'm trying to read this. A mysterious oh, object crashed uh, into Texas last week. Ah, this is a driving me insane. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So apparently, it was about a thousand pounds, which is as much as a grand piano. It says. Um, and it, it broke up into lots of pieces, this but it is, came hurling into... Here's an officer finding just this little piece. Yeah, I, I see that. What a story. <laughs> well, my point in even what bringing it up story. was, do you think... I thought some kid got killed. I'm like, that's crazy. They killed the cow or whatever. No, but like, I mean, do you think your 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 uh, 3D printed home would have a better chance of surviving a meteor shower than your regular home? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go out and say, yeah, I think it does. Well, man, I think your 3D printed home is going to do all right. I think so. It's going to do all right and win for sure, but I don't know yeah. about a meteor. I think it's going to survive better. Let's just put it that way. It's yeah. going to survive better. It says, on February 15th, several law enforcement agencies near McAllen said they received calls from residents who heard a sound that sounded like an explosion. That's, I guess when it hits the atmosphere, it just freaking explodes. That's huge. Yeah. So 1,000 pounds? Man, that is, that's big. I don't I mean, think people realize that we could just be gone tomorrow. Yeah, we really we get hit by a meteor. Yeah, we really could. 
We, had, we, we do you fear the meteor? No, I, we do. Well, now I do because we don't have Bruce Willis anymore. Yeah. Well, we do, but it's AI Bruce Willis. Well, he won't remember how to do it. Yeah. He's he's gone that far with his the illness. Like he like we need you to get on that rock and blow it up again, Bruce. Bruce can be like, <laughs> "What did I do? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. It's probably good that he doesn't remember Armageddon. Yeah. Pro- yeah, yeah. No doubt. Probably good. No doubt. That movie was terrible. Uh, I think in it's, it's terrible. T- it, at its time, it was okay. Had Ben Affleck in it. It was terrible. Yeah, that, well, that's an asterisk on any movie. I mean, the fact that it had Steve Buscemi in it is only saving grace right, to it. Correct. He's, he's and he wasn't being everything. creepy in that movie. Well, just his normal level of creepy. Yeah. 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 So I think I probably would buy a 3D uh, printed home, but would you, what would you not want 3D printed? I'm, I'm thinking about this. Like, would you want to get in an airplane that was 3D printed? Would I, you trust that? No. Any transportation 3D printed, get out of here. Right? Yeah, any type of transportation. Because I don't think I'd want to get on a plane if I, unless I was already up in the air and they're going, all right, by the way. Well, see, it's also, is it fair? <laughs> this plane. Is it fair to call that house 3D printed? Well, I think what it is is it's it's parts of it are stacked on top. Like, you know what I mean? They make bricks of it and layer it on and everything. And it's but not it, like necessarily come out of a single printer. I think it's it's done in sections. Yeah, it's well, I mean, 3D is printed. Is the printer part the it's action? It's like Legos. Is the printer part the action of the build? That's why we call it a printed house because yeah. it's. I think we are really stretching the the term printing here in, in this case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still neat how the, the robot with the concrete and yeah, it just kind of just kind of poops it out there. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. It is, it is cool. I mean, it it's it's a definitely a different building technique than what we've normally. And done, what I like so. about it is it's 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 a futuristic way to look at how to achieve what we did in the past. It's like, all right, we need to start building houses a little bit better, faster, stronger. But then it allows creative people to really change it up. Because, like, imagine living in that house. You, people would like, no, I'm never going to do that because it's, like, it's gray. I'm living in a prison here. Yeah. But then it's, like, you get the creative people. It's, like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. We can do this. kind of like the container home people. I mean, container home people are weird. Yes. I've seen this. Like, small, small, tiny houses. Those yeah, are weird, too. Weird. But I guess you could print one of those things in about a day. Anyway, I mean, I can imagine. Can you imagine having like six kids living in a tiny home? But like printed home, what's cool about it is like I want to add on. I can't imagine let's get with the six printer. kids in a large home. Let's get so the no. printer back. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's add on to add this on thing. To our house. That's probably against codes for those tiny home neighborhoods, though. Uh, they mean, have to be under like five hundred square feet. And to make room, you just bring a sledgehammer, <laughs> and you're just crushing concrete. Oh man! Well, how about how about a three D printed rocket? Have you heard of this? Well, I mean, imagine there's like little rockets you can make no sir these are full-size rockets apparent apparently there's a company called relative relativity space that is trying to be the first company to launch a 3d printed rocket into outer space and what i don't understand is is it is it the components of like the shell that's 3d yeah. printed or is it the actual rocket here. part I, I don't know but here, i'll pull it up for people apparently it that's was what set, it lo- that's what it looks like it says oh here it is the aerospace startup is planning to launch uh terrain one uh, which is comprised of 85% 3D printed yeah. parts from Cape Canaveral on Wednesday, March 22nd. So that's going to be, oh, hey, that's right when this show uh, is uh, airing on Wednesday. So maybe we'll know by Wednesday, because apparently they've had two failed attempts to launch this thing already, one on March 8th and one on there March it is. 11th. See, look, it's being printed. Oh, yeah. Audience can see that. Yes, yeah. if you're on the YouTube, uh, Facebook, you can see that. If you're a regular podcast, you probably cannot. Losers. Yeah, no, that's the best way to listen to it, man. No one wants to look at our ugly mug. Mm, I do. Yeah. I'll get printed in the USA. Whoa, big deal. 
Yeah, so the, the first launch, apparently, um, I love this. Space, space officials said the first one was scrubbed due to exceeding launch comet criteria limits for propellant thermal conditions on stage two, while the second series of scrubs was due to issues with automation software and low fuel pressure. Sounds like rocket science to me. But What a shocker that it didn't work because you 3D printed it. Yeah, I know. So this is the third attempt. I'm wondering what if this shocker. is going to go down. I wonder if this is going to go down. I don't know, man. 3D printing's weird. I feel like they're they're leaping instead of crawling first. It's like you know what we're we're really getting this three D printing thing down, guys. What do you want to let's build a rocket? Yeah, yeah. There's some steps in between here. This is definitely cart before horse. No, what they should be doing is let's build bridges. You know what we need? We need some three D printed chairs for in here. Yeah. That'd be really uncomfortable. Well, it'd be better than what we got now, I think. Yeah, but you, you do make an interesting point. It's like, how about we just start off with a desk, yeah. maybe some chairs? No, let's go right to housing and rockets. Yeah, well, at least they're not doing bridges. That would be scary. It kind of feels like they're already got scary as it is, yeah. especially given the last decade's worth of, of stories we've heard of bridge collapse. Well, that's what, you, what was that, like the some bill Biden was doing where it's like, oh, we're the build back better kind of thing. Now we can just 3D print everything. It's sweet. Yeah, that'll fix everything. I like it. I bet fun. you that's not far off. I mean, if you're putting rockets, a bridge to me seems like kind of... But why would you want to 3D print a rocket? What does I'm it sure it's the exact same thing. It's got to be cost, man. It's got to be cost. And and I, you know what? This is probably going to ultimately compete with Elon's SpaceX things where they can put people in there and send them into outer Don't space. Don't give him an idea of 3D printing anything. Uh, yeah. He's going to go above and beyond. Like, oh, 3D print or a space station. Yeah, I, I I guarantee that's what this is doing. They're, they're preparing to see if they can put people in these to launch I, them in outer I, when space. When I first read about... But again, I haven't heard of a 3D car, 3D printed car. We go straight yeah. to rocket to launch people to outer space. Because the only thing I've read that's positive about 3D printing in a, in a practical sense is they're connecting it to space. Is They were talking about on the space station, they could 3D print their tools. Because when they're done with the tool, they put it in the bin and it melts it. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you don't have all the space up there, literally in space. But you know, you know what I'm talking about? There's yeah. not a lot of storage space. So 3D printing tools made sense because you just have one area and you just print the tool you need at that on time. On demand. And then when you're done, you throw it in the pool and it melts and reprints for something I was going to say, then can you reuse those materials yeah, to print that's again? Yeah, that's the whole idea. Yeah, that is, that is. So that's all. I was like, oh, that makes sense to have 3D printing. In that sense. Because you, you don't have to waste so much. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to be that practical in real life. Everyone's like, I'm going to buy my own tools and right. have every single size wrench. And, <laughs> and have a garage to hold yeah. everything in. But that, that, that is an interesting concept to just sort of use things on demand and mm-hmm. vaporize them when you're done. Wow. The container store would hate that. That kind of destroys their entire premise yeah. of their store. I can't imagine all the stuff you have to filter through, like all the fingerprints and dust you're getting on the tool and you throw it back into the thing. And it's like, yeah. oh, there's my fingernail. It's in the next wrench. You know? It's like, there's stuff's going to get in it. Hair. Yeah. There's a hairball. Yeah. That'd be gross. In my rocket. Can. There's a hairball in my rocket here, guys. Who put the Coke can in my 3D yeah. printing juice? Dang. But yeah. 3D printing, I think it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's nuts, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't get into a plane. I wouldn't get into a car 3D printing. At least not yet. It hasn't been vetted out yet. But anyway, so the uh, Oscars, we'll finish up with this on today's show. But the Oscars yeah. were um, last Sunday. I know when we had Steve here, he, he mentioned them. Uh, and That's right. He's an actor. Yeah, he Steve is. Steve Larkin. Yeah, Steve Larkin, actor. Look him up. Um, Did he win? Well, unfortunately, not this year. Not yeah. this year. He hasn't been anything this year. Um but anyways, I I, I told you lifetime last week I haven't he right, he got the he got the lifetime achievement award. I, I haven't watched this in forever, 
And I know yeah. you, you say it's been a couple of years for you. I just, I was never a big Oscars guy to begin with, but now I just have other things. And I don't watch a lot of movies. Well, like there I was, just don't. There was one year where a buddy and I, like we, we made a deal. We watched all the Oscar movies. We even went, I even visited Austin that weekend of the Oscars to watch it at the Alamo Draft House. But before that, they showed all the shorts, all the, and yep. we, we, I probably watched all the movies within five days. Yeah, I've, I've heard of people that do that. They have, and like, Oscar, was, when the, the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, you watch all of them, you binge yeah. them, and there's usually, like, what, it was too 10 much. or 12 it or something? It was too much, and I was like, I don't really care Well, anymore. a lot of these movies, too, they're, they're nominated because they're, the people in the biz think they're good, but yeah. they're not necessarily entertaining. They're artsy pieces, and it's like, oh, my God, this is terrible, but they're up for an Oscar because it's what the Academy does. Yeah. Right. They have to throw some of those things in there. But what I found interesting about this year's movies for, for Best Pictures, I'd actually seen a couple of them, oh, which what? is shocking because... Is that I, because, like, streaming or because you just found yourself because you're watching? No, because I've been traveling and they're on the airplane. Oh, okay. And so I have nothing else to do, and so I watch these movies oh. on, on the airplane. Uh, like, just this last week, I was watching Elvis, and that was uh, up for Best Picture. And uh, my, re- my uh, review on that is, not so much, buddy. Well, I, didn't, I didn't find it all that see, great. See, I think that's the the difficulty with the Academy Awards is you you try to do movies that are popular, but then it's like you degrade your level when you get someone like Elvis as best picture. Like that's the best you got. That's what I was thinking. It was look, I, I turned. I got about 70 percent of the way done. I, it was. A, I actually it, got bored. I just. It's I kind of okay, knew where it was well, going. It's an okay movie, but again, you're putting up your ten best pictures, and it's like yeah. some of those movies are like uh. Like was this year suck or something? Yeah. Like why? Why have? Well, and Austin Butler was great. Like he did a phenomenal job. The acting's fine. It's just the story was not really holding my attention. I'd been to Graceland before, and so I kind of knew a little about a bit about the Elvis story, and it just I kind of found it boring. But so. see, I, well, like another thing, we're looking at the the list. You you sent the list. You got like uh, Triangle of Sadness. I don't know if you saw that. I comedy. did not. But it, I mean, it's a good movie. But like again, we're talking about the, the best, best movie. Movies. And you're like, man, it's, I don't really know, man. Like you, you got this epic, all quiet on the Western Front. Yep. Of course, that's going to be nominated because that's a big, big movie, mm-hmm. even though it's not realistic at all. And then uh, there was a few on there I'd never even heard of. The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Hadn't even heard of that one. That's uh, a in the indie movie. Uh, in Sheeran, actually. I guess Ed Sheeran's not actually in everything, it, everywhere, all at once. That's the one I wanted to talk about. Have yeah. you seen that movie? Yeah, I, I saw the beginning because it was on Amazon Prime, and then now it's gone because it's popular now. Uh, so yeah. I remember starting it a while back, and then I just never finished it. Okay, unfortunately, I, I think you probably need to see it. It's so, fun. Like well, I liked it. I was like, oh, this is fun. So I remember seeing a trailer for it uh, probably over the summer um, when going to watch another movie in the theater, and saw the, the the trailer and thought this doesn't make much sense, and then I forgot about it. Well, I'm in the airplane and I see it on there. I was like, oh yeah, I remember the trailer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it, and it starts off slow and it's tough to watch. Um, a lady struggling with her business, trying to pay taxes, and I was, it was uncomfortable, and I gave it about 10, 15 minutes, and I mean, I had my finger on the button to hit stop. I'm like this, this sucks, and right then, and I mean, literally right at that point, something happens in the background on a security camera, and I went, what, wait, what the heck was that? And from that point forward. The movie—I've never seen a movie ebb and flow more than this one that vacillates back and forth between absolutely brilliant and completely stupid all at the same time. 
I kept going back and forth thinking, this movie is amazing. 15 minutes later, this is so dumb. Yeah. And then it, then it would reel you right back I in. Fe- I felt the same way about Passion of the Christ. And uh, totally different kind of movie. <laughs> You're nowhere the same. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> no, I think everyone should watch it because, like, I again, it's, I, unfortunately, it's crazy. I, so, I got interrupted, so I couldn't finish I think it. There's there's two so. main parts to the movie I think that where most people sort of lose it, um, and that would be hot dog fingers and the anime part. You'll just have to watch yeah. it. Yeah, and it, I think that's the part. It's just so silly and so out there that people go, "Okay, this you've lost me. This is too much." But I'm sure the director left that in there for a reason. But if you take it all in totality. It's really, really a fascinating movie, and it's one of these multiverse movies, yeah. which we've kind of had that that going, like Inception. We've had that sort of thing go on before in movies, so it's not like an idea that's brand new. Uh, it's just a new take on it, and um, I, it, pretty good. But the the big one about this one is the actor, and it took me a second to figure it out when I was watching the movie. But K Hu Quan, yes, K Hu Quan, short round. So, if you don't know who that is, Short Round was the little um, Asian boy in the Indiana Jones movie. Typical and he was, Doom. And he, yeah, and he was also in... He disappears. He was also in Goonies. Yeah, He Data. was Data in Goonies. And as a kid, man, I loved Data. That, that was probably the best character yeah. in that. He was awesome. He made me want to have gadgets, you know? So, when he came out in this movie some 30, 40 years later, I'm like, is that the same guy? Because he kind of looked a little bit the same, kind of sounded the same. It turns out it is. He just left his phone off the hook for the last 40 years and hadn't gotten a part and goes out and wins a Oscar for this movie. He was phenomenal. So that it. tells me they're just giving it out. Man, I don't know. I think he did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, there's so many better performances that year, or this year, than his performance. You think? In acting-wise, yeah. Tom Cruise. No, That's I, where you're going, right? No, you're going Tom Cruise um, Maverick? Are you t- you're a Tom Cruise Maverick guy. No. Or maybe um, the big dude in the Avatar movie, the big blue dude. Do you like him? Oh, that's top <laughs> top of the... That one was nominated too, right? Is that on the list? They 3D printed those uh, aliens. Yeah, they 3D printed yeah. aliens, right? Well, no, it's just kind of like, because that movie is so silly. It's, it is it, silly. And, and again, it, like, it challenges you. Like The character does go through like sad moments and happy moments. It's hard to follow at times, but too. It's, it's just, really hard to keep up I with. I don't know. I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She is awesome. Yeah, she won she, too. Yeah, she best supporting. I think. Yeah, she, she really good. People need to check it out. I think it's on uh, Showtime now. Oh, is it? So if you have Showtime, you can watch it. But yeah. I think uh, I don't think it's a movie for everybody though. I, I really do think uh, there are going to be parts that people go, I can't do this. This is just it's too odd. I have to suspend too much disbelief here, and you do. You really have to. But. Yeah, that's what movies are today, though. It's either Marvel or some weirdo oh, time travel. Don't get me started on Marvel. Are you a Marvel guy? No. I don't want... I, the I'm, people who are Marvel people are Marvel people, okay? And yeah. I get it, I guess, but to me... I, mean, I can't imagine having kids because they're going to want to watch all of them My wife the and daughter watch all of and them like, over right. and over. It's kind of the same movie over and over again, in my opinion. Of course, that is sacrilege to the people who well, are really occasionally into you have the Marvel some movies. Cool movies like that spot. I didn't say they're the, bad. It's well, just, no, they're bad. Some of them are really bad. Just, like the the Black Panther movies, I never fully understood. Like the first one was okay, and I want to say it was this. Is it, there's three of them now, right? So I want to say it was the second one. If I'm remembering, I've only correctly. seen the first one. Is the first one? Does it have him fight his brother? Is that the first one, or is I, I don't know? Man, I don't. It know. It might be, but I, I just remember it didn't stick. I, well, I just remember watching these movies and like the the standard of 
quality changes so drastically between the movies. No, they all have different directors. Well, so there's no. Well, know, like I remember watching the Black Panther seamless. movie at the very end when they're fighting. It looks like a PlayStation Two game because they're like doing acrobats. I'm like, this is just, this is terrible. Yeah. Because the whole first half of the movie looks so good. And then you get introduced to this crazy nonsense. And like, this takes me out of this terrible movie. I did like one of them. I don't know which one it was. Um, I haven't seen it. Only heard that a few of the, the actual superheroes died. And to me, I'm like, oh, good. A twist. Because to me, the movies aren't all that great. Because you know nothing's ever really going to happen to these guys. There's going to be the next movie. And so it really doesn't hold yeah. my attention. So but there, there's some of them, they actually died. Yeah, Black Panther, great. that's the movie I was thinking about. It's like the end when he fights his brother on the train. It's like, what is going on in this but then you have like other cool movies, like the Spider Man movie was fun. Yeah, and yep. the most recent one. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, all of the Spider Man movies that that Tom Holland well, guy are fun. Tom Holland's great. I went back and watched uh, the uh, well, it's not the original, but with the first one with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I remember at the time it's early 2000, 2002, 2001, something like that. I remember really liking that movie at the time. It's terrible. It's really bad. He's really awkward. Now I know the Isn't, character of Peter Parker is supposed Aunt May to be scare you. <laughs> in that version like she's, the older she, lady she is she like when she talks i was like is she gonna eat these people <laughs> like the way she talks is so serious it's yeah just like does she beat her kids or something that's why the mom and dad aren't around yeah because <laughs> well it to me toby mcguire is just really awkward he's just really weird and i get it that's the way the character's supposed to be written but it was almost no, disturbing I, weird i, I didn't throws, get it well what throws you off is you forget these movies are like oh they're supposed to be in high school and you have Kristen Dunst, who's supposed to be in high school, and you're like, she's she's old. Yeah, she's like so 25 she, when she, the movies are made. Well, or no, like that. I mean, to say now, today, because like, it's like, you already know she's old. So it's like, oh. it, Toby Maguire does not look like he is a sophomore or a freshman. No. Or whatever he's supposed to be right. in that movie. No, he's not. They're not supposed to be in high school. I think senior. he's got a job. He's at, senior. Doesn't he have a job at the newspaper? In the, well, in the first movie. Yeah. He's a senior in high school. Is he really? Oh, maybe so. Again, he's yeah, living with his that, parents. Because it's on the field that's trip. Right. That's oh, that's I, right. That's right. That's, that's right. Gets, yep. Come on now. Got the spider bites him in the hand on the field yeah. trip. That's right. But at least like Tom Holland, to me, looks young. Yeah, he does. Like he looks like he belongs in yeah. the, maybe high school. Yeah, he does. Freaked me out that I, I when I found out he actually has a he's has a British accent. Oh yeah. That was weird. The first time I heard him. Well, that's talking, what I went, fre- okay. I went, Wait a minute. Why is he put on a British this accent? This is gonna sound oh. terrible. This is gonna sound terrible. It's because it's not an accent for him. But when I saw everything out all at once, and you saw short round, I was like, he's still doing the short round accent. <laughs> and not an, not an accent. Well, no, and it threw, I mean, I it it is, threw but not me off. Like, because when you hear him talk, he talks like that. And I was like, come on now, like that. Wait, that's his normal inflection. So he does saw, have a little bit of a, a Kermit the Frog voice yeah, quality to him too. Because yeah. it was so funny, Doctor Jones. I love that stuff. Like uh-huh. he is so good in that he movie. Is phenomenal. And it's like I thought that was a stick. You know, I thought that was. Their Did play. you know when he was trying out for uh, Goonies? But he's great in that movie, the new movie. Oh, he is. Out. He is good. He is good. Um, but when he was trying out for the, actually, he didn't try out for the movie. His brother did, and his brother was struggling with the lines. And so, uh, what's his name? Key Key Juan was. Yeah. Was kind of mimicking the lines in the background, trying to help him out. And Steven Spielberg looked over and said, "Do you do you want to try oh. this?" So he came in and nailed it and yeah. got the part. And well, so now great. his brother's homeless, and you know, <laughs> no, I don't know if he's homeless, but <laughs> who has an Oscar now? Yeah, exactly. You, if you're his brother, you got to be like, really? If I just would have nailed those lines all those years ago, I'd be the one with the Oscar. Would think about his ratio to Academy Awards. Yeah, you think Steve Larkin has a good story? Think, <laughs> think about that though. He's probably in. 
what seven total movies his entire career. It hasn't been a lot. Now and it's going to be a lot a, now. So he's one in seven. Yeah, yeah. The ratio is That's pretty, pretty good. good. It's pretty good. Although. Have there been people who have done one movie and gotten an Oscar for that, and they're kind of done? I'm sure that's happened. I'm well, sure. Well, maybe not for acting. Oh, right, like directing or makeup like, or yeah, something I mean, like that. I mean, I can see that. Are those real Oscars, though. I mean, I, <laughs> pat, on, it's pat, like, pat it's, yourself on the back. It's kind of like when the water boy gets a Super Bowl ring. When the team wins, everybody gets rings. It's like, really? I don't know about I don't, that. I mean, so if you're on the, you're on the staff of something that gets an Oscar, you're like, oh, I got an Oscar. Yeah, but really? Did you really? Well, I was the janitor. <laughs> Give him my Oscar. Oh, man. Well, this was fun. Yeah. I had a good time this week. I'm glad to be back to our normal level of stupidness. Yeah. Um, we got some great guests coming up in may, the future. Uh, kind of. Maybe. We've got we've got some, some lined up, but this isn't necessarily a guest-driven show. But uh, Well, I just want to let people know that like it's not just going to be us all the time. You check out the Steve Larkin episode. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Go back and check out some of our pre- previous episodes, and um, feel free to email us at uh, audienceofone show at gmail.com yeah. if you have any feedback or comments or if just want to tell us how terrible got we got a cool are. article fine. about 3D printing. <laughs> right. Andrew eats that stuff up. <laughs> now. Room keys to activate lights. You know they 3D print organs. Like human organs? Yeah. Or like the piano playing organ? No, they 3D printed like a heart valve or something like that. That would make sense. Yeah. That's a real thing. Awesome. It's a real thing, man. All well, right, man. It was fun. Until yeah. next week, um, we'll kill it again.